Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. I am here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, and today we got a special guest on the podcast. But before I introduce the guest, let me go ahead and uh, give y'all some announcements this week. You know, every week I'm booked and busy doing something different. Obviously, college basketball has gotten off to a great start already. Um, I'll be calling for Portland State at 7 p.m. at the Viking Pavilion this Friday against Evergreen State. They played against Oregon State last night, obviously a Pac-12 opponent and an Elite Eight opponent as well. Oregon State coming off of an Elite Eight run and the Vikings competed well. Didn't come away with the W, but they had the chance. So they're looking to bounce back in their home opener this Friday and I will be on the call for that also. The Pacific University football team is playing their last game of the season this Saturday, and I'll be calling that game at one o'clock versus Pacific Lutheran. So come out, enjoy them. They've been having a great season thus far. You can watch that game on GoBoxers.com. And the Portland State game, you actually can watch on ESPN Plus on Friday night. So tune in to what you can tune into. And uh, we'll keep the announcements rocking and rolling. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be on the call this week for Pacific's men's basketball team because of a schedule conflict with the Portland State game. They play on Friday night as well, but I'll be on the call at Portland State. But you'll hear me on the Pacific's men's basketball uh, call as the season progresses. But now we got a special guest on the podcast, y'all. He's my guy. He's my yeah. friend. He's yeah. my brother. I know him as Miles. Yeah. You might know him as Slick. Yeah. Miles Bullock, a.k.a. You know. Slick from BMF. What's going on, brother? What's, What's cracking, bro? What's cracking, bro? How you doing, brody? I, I, I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Because uh, you got a lot of traffic <laughs> coming your way digitally right now. <laughs> you, yeah. You're on arguably the hottest show on television. Um, yeah. The memes have been going absolutely crazy. They've been going nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll get into all of that. We'll yeah, get into yeah. all of that. But but I already kind of predetermined coming into this episode that I wanted to title this episode Becoming Slick because uh, you have essentially accrued a new audience by way of being on BMF. It's arguably the biggest show on TV right now. Definitely is the biggest show if we're just speaking in cultural terms. Yeah. But, you know, you've, you've been able to be introduced to a new audience by way of this massive platform. But there was a journey to get to that point. So just to give us a start, tell us a little bit about Miles Bullock, the actor who we've come to know as Slick more recently and how it is that you got this particular role and got to this point. Wow, man. Um, uh, great question, man. So it, it's, man, the journey's been long, brother. It, the journey's yeah. been long, yeah. It's been <laughs> long in the making, bro. Cause, so, you know, most everybody asked me when did I start acting when I know I wanted to, uh, you know, become an actor and pursue that. And uh, it happened my the end of my second year of college. So, you know, I was already in college. I thought I was going to do, do uh, mass communications and journalism. I was trying to be sports journalist. I was trying to do what you doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I, thought, <laughs> you know, cause I think that's cool. You know what I mean? We grow right. up. You know, and, and, you know, we, we grow up watching sports. And, uh, and, and I was like, I would love to be one of the faces that, that you see every time your game turns on and, and talking about the game. But uh, that wasn't in the cards. And I happened to, just, to slide into a play. Um, Cause mm. I needed extra credit, bro. I needed ex I need I needed us three credits to be considered a full time student, 
And uh, this art, this uh, acting teacher, he said that he had classes that were up to three credits. So I, I emailed him. I said, "What's up? You got you got any classes open?" He said, "No, but I have a play, and somebody just dropped out. So you can mm. come watch. You can sit into a rehearsal, and if you like it and you want to do it, I'll give you three credits for it." So I come. I sat into. I sat in a rehearsal. Uh, I saw it. I said, "Hey, I'm down with it." And he said, "All right, for sure." I did the play. He he gave me three credits. People said I was good. And then it was off from there. I started taking acting classes, changed my major. Um, then uh, started winning acting awards, acting competitions in college, brother. And then I uh, got a full scholarship to go to University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where wow. I got my, my MFA, my Master's of Fine Arts, where um, I was able to just do more theater and excel and, and do plays in, uh, in different countries. I was in Canada and do plays in different states. and um, Man, grow my craft, understand why I was good, understand my body, my voice, language, uh, speak Shakespeare, speak August Wilson, learn all these different aspects and assets of uh, the acting game. And um, then graduated in 2017, came back to L.A. I'm from L.A., born and raised, you know that, but not everybody right. know that. Born and raised, right, born right, right. You know what I mean? And, yes, sir, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, what, what are we talking about right now? And so... Uh, ah, <laughs> and the Warriors then, nine and one right now, though, man. Hey, you know, y'all looking good. Y'all looking good. I'm just, <laughs> hey, y'all looking really nice. Y'all looking really nice. But um, for those that'll be listening to the audio, he's wearing yeah. a 2020 Lakers championship shirt. But but we'll put this out on YouTube as well. So the YouTube yeah. viewers will obviously be able to see it. But right. if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, yeah. he's yeah. getting his shit off right now. Yeah, but it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So I, I came back home. I came back home and um, got a manager, got an agent for my showcase. And uh, it was kind of off from there. And, you know, man, it's been a kind of a slow burn as far yeah. as people seeing me and me being in things that people are watching and, and, and me getting like um, regular viewership on TV. Right. So my first right. job, I was on a show called SWAT. I saw on CBS Jamar Moore show and I had one episode. Right, right. And then I went to Criminal Minds and I got to play the, the crazy person on Criminal Minds and that was fun and everything. And then I was able to do this Marvel joint called Runaways. That's on Hulu. And I did about like seven episodes of that. Played a character named AWOL. And that was a lot of fun. But uh, BMF, man, was just like, this was, uh, you know, so it's been, but, but between each thing, there's been about, Eight, not eight to nine months. Eight yeah, to nine, eight to ten months. So you know, like for up uh, for the outside eye, I might feel like, man, you've been getting it. But for me, it's just like, man, this has been a slow burn. Before right. BMF, it had been like a year over, almost two years before I. So, so when you go for these roles, what is it about? Is it more so about who you know? Is it more so about the resume that you've built up, like, or is it just sort of a combination? of it all because, you know, obviously, you know, getting into the acting game, getting into Hollywood, all of these things, it's not easy. And I'm sure you know that being from Los Angeles, obviously, and then also being in an industry in Los Angeles where we know how tough it is out there. But when you go for these roles, has it been the relationships that has propelled you from show to show? And, you know, once you get in there, obviously you do your thing and new opportunities present itself, new relationships, relationships form, so on and so forth. You know, man, um, it, it, it's really interesting. I, I don't know what the formula is on mm. 
what jobs you get. I've been trying to figure it out so that I could get more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you feel me? But, um, yeah. but you know, man, it, it, it's really interesting, man. The ebb and flow of the industry is just, it's its that, it's just that, that's what it is, man. It's like there's ups and there's downs and sometimes they're far in between, sometimes they're they are close together. And, right. um, you know, it, it definitely helps to, uh, Put, put forth a, a good foot, put a good foot forward when you are on set and, you know, be respectable to everybody that's on set and uh, be personable and, and come in there, be professional and do your job. That doesn't, that doesn't always mean that it's going to matriculate to another job though. But it does, it does mean that your reputation, you know, mm. if somebody were to uh, go back and, and ask for reference from the director, maybe they knew that director and they hit you up and like, oh no, he was great to work with. Or, you know, he was easy to get along with. He came into his lines or he came and I love what he brought or you, you know. So in those things, it, it could definitely have value. Um, I don't know, it, I don't, that doesn't really go into if you get the role. Right. But, um, but if, if you get to that point, that, that those things definitely come, come enhanced. So, so, so what happened in terms of you being able to get the slick role? Like how did that particular role play out in itself? And, and, and what was it like when you found out that you were going to be on a show that, that again, holds so much weight in our culture, obviously being able to work with 50 Cent, which we'll get into more of that in depth here shortly, but what did it take and what was the process to actually become slick in the hit show BMF? Um, it's, it's crazy, bro. I actually didn't even audition for BMF. I didn't even know. Really? I, I didn't even know Beyond BMF was a like. I didn't even know the show was a thing. I didn't know it was being created, bro. Like I actually auditioned for uh, Fifty Cent's other show, the Tommy spinoff from Power. So you wow. know, Tommy. Tom, yeah, Tommy has his own show now, and right. uh, uh, Joseph Sakura has his own show, and uh, they're doing that. So I auditioned for one of the leads in that show. Mm. From my and so from that audition was sent to, uh, I think, a star's producer, or, or it was either sent to a star's producer, something along, along those lines. That producer sent it to Tasha and Randy Huggins, Tasha Smith, who right. uh, is executive producer and director, and right. Randy Huggins, show, showrunner, writer, creator, and sent it to them. And then they saw me, and I guess, boom, boom, boom. So I sent that audition in on a Friday. The next Friday, I got a call. And they were like, hey, we want to offer you a role, but not for the show you auditioned for. It's for a show called BMF. Uh, the character is named Slick. We don't really have much details on the character yet, but um, we know you're going to be in this many episodes, and we know it's going to be in Atlanta, and that that's that. Whoa. That, bro. It was crazy. Whoa. Crazy. That's wild. That's yeah. wild. So, so, so you get this role. You get this role. You obviously auditioned for an entirely different show. You get this role, and so you go and, and you film in Atlanta. Yeah. I would imagine you've had to film during the pandemic. You all filmed. We filmed during the pandemic, bro. We left out. We started filming January twelfth, I think. My January birthday. 12th. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we started, bro. I think we started January twelfth. I got out to Atlanta, Jerry, January second. We had like some Zoom table reads and stuff like that throughout the first two weeks, you know, um, costume stuff. And then right. we got started mid-January, fam, and, and we was going. But during pandemic, we talking about uh, getting the thing up your nose three times a week, you know, yeah. in a test. Yeah. And, this was, we, and this was right, there, were, there wasn't much talk about vaccine yet. You know what I mean? So there right, were no right, vaccine right, mandates. Right. There wasn't none of that. It was just like we was going off, off mask and hope. 
You feel me? And um, and hope, bro. We made it happen. <laughs> we made it happen, bro. It was crazy. Wow, wow. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that's completely different from any other filming that you've had to do for um, any other yeah. show. Just absolutely, just the whole experience at large had to be like drastically different in that regard. Bro, we couldn't go anywhere. I mean, they 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 didn't want anybody going anywhere. We pretty much sequestered to like our hotel rooms, our Airbnb, wherever we were staying. Um, right, and be social and. You know, uh, I, so we were pretty much just going from the hotel room, wherever we were staying at, to the trailer, to set, and back. And those were pretty much our three places, you know what I how mean? How long, how long did you all film? Like, uh, about you, three and a half, four January. months. Yeah, so wow. like three and a half, four months. So yeah, I got, I, I came back home in April. Came home in April. Yeah. Woo, yeah. what a life. Uh, yeah. What a life. Talk, talk to me about working with 50 Cent, though, man, because, you know, obviously, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen BMF, but but anywho, we're going to get into it a little bit. You get killed in the most recent episode prior yeah. to the leaked episode, yeah. but, but you, you get killed in that particular episode. Yeah. But after that, 50 Cent shouts you out left yeah. and right. He shouted you out about three, four times. Now, as an outsider... When I see 50 Cent shouting somebody out three, four times, usually it's a problem. Usually yeah. he's trolling. Usually yeah, he's, not, yeah. he, he, he's trashing yeah, you. Yeah. He's calling you out. And, and yeah. it's bad. It is not a good situation for whoever it is 50 Cent decides right. to post three or four times in a row. It right. just doesn't work like that. But in your case, he's showing you mad love. He's showing Man. you mad love on each and every post. Talk yeah. about what it was like to be able to work with 50 Cent and obviously sort of being a part of 50 Cent's universe because the way you got introduced already, you know, put you in his universe in a unique kind of a way because you were trying to, or you auditioned for a set on a completely different show of his that he's producing as well. But yeah. just talk about that that relationship now with 50 Cent from this BMF experience. Well, you know what's crazy, bro, is that... Um... So I just missed 50 because I get killed the episode before he directs. So he, he directed episode seven. I get killed in episode six. I was like, damn, bro, I was trying to get with my mask. But, um, you know, man, 50, man, uh, you talk about somebody who is passionate about what he does. I mean, this dude's energy towards what he's doing is, is bar none. I mean, he, I mean, so, we, you know, we had, all Zoom table reads, nothing, nothing was in person. Everything was over Zoom and everything. But, right. you know, each time for each episode, he talked about how he wanted this to, to be bigger than power. It's gonna be the biggest show on TV. This is gonna be number one. We trying to get this, we trying to do Emmys. We trying to, you know what I mean? And, and the vision he had for it and um, where it came from and his desire to create it. And it was contagious, bro. And I, I, I it, it, it fed everybody on the set. It fed everybody um, in, in the writer's room, all the actors, all the directors, because it 50 was coming with that fire towards the product project. So that made everybody else want to come with that fire. And, you know, so that was always a beautiful thing, bro. So I was, I, I, I admired that from afar, bro. I didn't get to physically meet 50 into the Atlanta premiere. That's mm. how crazy the set was because right. the ways that it was just like, I, I tried as much to be on set when I wasn't um, working. Like I tried as much to go and watch some of the behind, like when they were filming scenes that I weren't in, I was on set, I was watching bro. But uh, 
50 wasn't directing yet. So, and I was already gone. So, right. you know, like I, I hadn't caught him in person. And um, so for him to show me that love like that after the show was crazy because the sequence of events went like, bro, he, fa- he, he followed me. Within five minutes, he posted me the first time. Within three minutes of that, he posted me a second time. Within two minutes of that, he posted me a third time and tagged me and everything and was showing usually me. Usually it's bad, bro. Usually it's bad. And usually it's <laughs> ugly, right? Usually that's an ugly situation for whoever. Yeah. Um, and bro, it was just all love, man. And honestly, dog, it's still I'm still trying to process it, bro. Honestly, I'm still trying to process it because um it was it was unsolicited. Yeah, um, he did it on his own accord. He he did it on his own time. And it felt it was extremely genuine, and I, that for me was just the the ultimate the ultimate compliment. You know what I'm saying? The ultimate the ultimate ultimate compliment. And and more than anything, bro, that just made me more humble. It made me more hungry. Made me more ready to um just get going on whatever is to come for me next. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, bro, my followers went from like three thousand to like eighteen thousand within a week. I seen it, and that's one man's it. influence. That's from one that, yeah. that that just shows you how big his influence is, man. And um, his his spirit, his energy is contagious for everybody on set, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. What about the actual show itself? Like, did you know much about you know BMF and, and Big Meech and sort of that backstory coming into the show? Did you have to do a lot of studying and learning about? slick and, and the role that you ended up playing because obviously this is loosely based on a true story and mm-hmm. the reason why i say loosely is because you see like in, in the beginning of the show in the little yeah. commercial you don't want to criminalize anybody because obviously they had some shit going on right but but a lot of this is loosely based on a true story did you know a lot about bmf prior to getting this role or did you just have to full-on indulge once you got this phone call, because you obviously didn't audition for this particular role in itself. Right, you know, man, I, honestly, fam, I didn't know that much, bro. I, I, I knew uh, I knew of Big Meech. I knew all the rappers love Big Meech. I knew he right. was in every other damn rap song I heard. And um, now it's just like, well, let me see who this dude is. And, you know, I, look, Kudos to, to Lil Meech playing Big Meech. Playing you know his dad's role. That's fire he's, too. He's doing his thing. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And uh what a and, and what a way he's carrying on his shoulders doing that. I actually had the opportunity to play a fictional character. My character was just a, a character that w- was in the mix and you know was helping tell the story, but was just like loosely based on multiple people, but not one person. You get what I mean? Um, so that gave me a little bit more uh creative freedom and, and right. doing what I wanted to do and doing what I wanted to bring to the character. So, uh, and then also, bro, like the costumers, the makeup, the set design, everything was so immaculate. I mean, you see how, you, you seen how it looks and from the fur coats when we were in the club and, and you know what I'm saying? I had to jerry curl and we was yeah. always, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody was always decked out. So when you came to set, when I came to set with how I was looking, it was just it was just easy for me to just kind of fall into that that work right. and just right. completely give myself to that. So it was a great time. So so with that, you were like the master of one liners throughout <laughs> the episodes that you were in. Like you were flat out hilarious. Like like everybody reacted to what it was that Slick had to say. Like yeah. you 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 were punchy in terms yeah. of the lines that you had. Like 
the lines you had, they hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They hit. Was that you kind of improvising in a way in a lot of those lines? Was it written that way? Like, like how did it become that Slick has like the punchiest lines every time he has a scene in this show? Hey, man. Hey, bro, I appreciate that, man, because uh, most of that was me, bro. I saw, I look, man, I got a lot. I got, I, I was given a lot of creative freedom. And right. one of the first things that I was charged with was Tasha Smith called me and she was like, look, when I so when I got the part, Tasha Smith called me, she was like, look, this is what I'm looking for from this character. I, I kind of want you to find the humor, kind of want you to find the lightness. There's so much, it's going to be so much heaviness going on. There's going to be so right. much everything else going on that we need somebody in there to bring the levity. Um, so I made that a point to find where I could place that. And on the first day of shooting, um, I came in there and she was like, play with play, play with what you got. You know what I'm saying? Play with your hair, play with your stuff, play with your boot. I was like, all right, that's where you got the hairspray in from. You know what right. I'm saying? That's where I got. And she told me to say something, say something, say something when they walk away. And I started saying just wild shit, bro. I just started saying wild. <laughs> I was like, hey, what is the what is the wildest shit I could say that's within the time frame? You know what I mean? That's still yeah. kind of 80s. That's it, you know what I mean? And bro. It, that kind of became my mission every time I, I, I had a scene. Every time I, ha I came to set was, all right, so I would see the script. And I was like, so what can I, what can I add? How can I maneuver this? Keep the same story, you know what I'm saying? But kind of add my own little pizzazz on it. And bro, credit to the writer, um, credit to the showrunner, Randy, bro. He gave me all the love in the world and allowed me to really come to set and be myself in and bring myself and bring as much as I wanted and could to the show because they would let me go crazy. Is that usually the case though, when you get roles? Obviously you've played in, in a plethora of roles, yeah. but the fact that you were able to really kind of implement, you know, your, your creative genius, like I said, those lines made you stand out in a way where somebody might not have stand out had it been somebody else who had that particular role. Like you became known for those lines. Was this the first time in one of these bigger shows and bigger sets that you've been able to kind of flow a little bit more freely in terms of your role and making it what it is that you saw fit rather than maybe what a writer or a director or a producer saw fit? Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, brother. That's not a norm. It's not it's not normal, especially if you're not one of the main folks. Like if you are one of the main people and that is kind of what you're known for and it's a show that is kind of catered to improv or maybe a comedic thing, you know, like The Office where that's kind of something where they, they want you to improv and, and they right. want, you know, they bring in those type of people. Um, And th this definitely wasn't, this definitely wasn't that kind of environment that you would expect for you know, somebody to come and bring this type of energy towards. Um, I haven't, for TV, okay, so look bro, stage, there's no, there's unless it's an improv show, there's no, you're not making up nothing. You're right. saying what's written, you get what I right. mean? The only right. time you're improv is, is if maybe your scene partner forgets a line or somebody kind of skips something in dialogue and then you guys kind of have to find your way back and right. you kind of improvise your way back to the story. You know sure. what I mean? For Back sure. to your lines, trying to get to the written lines. Right. Um, television, certain people have allowances, but mm. for the most part, what's written is written, especially if what you're doing is taken away from the show. Right. So, I, bro, in every part I've done, I've kind of, you know, 
trying to see how far I could push the line. Most of them were serious things, so it didn't really call for. So a lot of my improv was was just you know mannerisms in a sense, more like physical right. physical at things more than Absolutely. my words. You get what I mean? Um, this was the first time where I was actually bringing words to set, bringing words to the lines that I felt like I wanted to add and change and maneuver in. Um, bro, like full on, full on chunks of dialogue where I changed, bro, it was crazy, dog. It yeah, was really crazy. Dope. It was really that's crazy. Fine. Yeah. That, that's dope. I, I got to ask you this. How tired are you of, <laughs> you can't stop the rain? <laughs> hey, but did he hit you with this? When it starts to pour, <laughs> have you ever heard a song more than that in a span of a week? Never in my life. I say that <laughs> never in my life. Every day. Look, I got somebody. I got somebody DM me, DMing me that right now. That right song now, is in my DMs at this very moment. I know for a fact. I know yeah. for a fact. I literally heard it every day. Since then, every day, you know what I mean? So look, hey, bro, it's so much fun. Hey, but yeah. it's so much fun, bro. It's so much fun. It's such a blessing, right? Because, like, I can say that my death scene in that show is one of the most memorable scenes from the show. It like, is. And, and it's you know the most, saying? it's look, the most memeable. That's for damn sure. For damn sure. <laughs> for damn sure. I, I, more people are reenacting that scene than anything. Yeah, and, you know, and there's still two more episodes. There's there's still a, a whole bunch of great stuff to come. But just to have it to this point, and um, to to be able to uh, see this type of reaction and get and enjoy and enjoy it with everybody, man, it's it's been so amazing, bro. It's so much fun. That that's dope. But you got to be tired of that record. You got to be tired of that record. I'm tired yeah, of yeah. it. I've been saying it. You heard the little note I just hit. Yeah. <laughs> Hey fam, I, I can't I can't lie to you. That it's the usually the first thing people says to me when they see me. If people say yeah. me, you can't stop the rain. He stopped your rain, huh? He didn't stop your rain, huh? He didn't stop he your rain, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he cut your water off, huh? Cut your water off. You know, I'll be like, nah, but my I'm I'm good. The water the water has stopped. Uh, I got the umbrella, we straight, the rain ain't bothering no more. We good. You know, I, mean? I gotta I gotta ask you this though, right? Because you my people. So yeah. I'm watching the show and when I see you actually have a death scene in the show, I, I'm not really feeling Lamar like that. I feel some type of way because you my boy in real life. Yeah. So when I see Lamar kill you, I, I was ready to, you know, take it back to where I'm ready from. Get active, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, 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 but what is that like watching yourself? I've always wanted to ask actors this. What is it like watching yourself die in a show? Like, what is that like? Cause that seems like it could be a little bit more traumatic than like, again, a, a consumer may think because we all know that it's, it's, it's not real. It's not real life. Yeah. But like I said, because I know you, yeah. I was ready to get at Lamar for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, look, first off, man, I, I appreciate the energy. That's real. Absolutely, life. baby. Absolutely. About. Hey, and you know that, bro, you know, man, it's, it's, it's surreal, bro. It's a little weird. I can't lie to you. It's a little yeah. weird. You feel me? Like watching myself, you know, because I that was my first time seeing it was with other people. And mm. so I, I was experiencing it with, with everybody else. And so hearing everybody else's reaction and then seeing it, and it, it was just a, a lot. I was like, damn, I kind of acted that well. That was well done. But damn, it was, was kind of drawn out, too. You drew that death out. I'm a motherfucker. 
I said, damn, I don't. I was trying to give. I was trying to give them as many opportunities to say, okay, we gonna save this nigga. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was trying to give them as many opportunities <laughs> to say, hey, slick, we gonna let slick, slick's gonna make it. And I was like, yeah. ah, nah, okay, yeah, all right, so we gonna funny. see. But um, nah, bro, it, it's it's surreal, man. It's crazy. But you know, so many actors they don't like watching themselves. It's a thing, you know. And yeah, so, it, it, like I said, I, just because I know you, I felt some type of way. Right. I had to yeah. Snap to reality like dog is fake he's good that i i can hit him up and get him on the podcast next week man fam fam, it's so crazy man people are making obituary shirts have you seen the the obituaries of slick that have been going around so this is next level so it's so that is next level because you really see that at funerals and like you you really have obituary shirts online people are getting them custom made rocking them it's crazy I, i don't know if i've ever seen that over any death in any TV show. Bro, I don't think I've seen it either. And I don't think I've seen it to that extent, bro. I don't think I have either, man. And that's why I'm just like, I can't be tired of it because it's like, that's an amazing blessing. Like the fact that that something I could do could be so impactful in a cultural manner and you know what I mean with when it comes to social media and when it comes to the shows it's just that's that's what you do it for as somebody that's been trying to do this for a long time and and, and break through and still I'm still trying to make create my career um that's definitely something that like you know it brings a little levity to yeah. the weight of feeling like ah when's the next thing or when I'm gonna be you know what I mean so yeah. it's that I, I I enjoy it I enjoy it a lot I'm tired of hearing that damn song but I enjoy yeah. the love I enjoy yeah, the love. It's a big moment. You know I mean? It's a big, big moment. A lot yeah. to be grateful for. A lot to be oh grateful my. for. But I want to circle back to something you said at like the top of the episode when, yeah. when we talked about, you know, how this role came about and everything. Yeah. And, and you talked about you actually wanted to be a sports journalist. You wanted to yeah. be a sports broadcaster. You wanted to be me. And I wanted yeah. to be <laughs> I want to be slick. I'm trying to be slick right now. Uh, uh, I'm trying to be slick. Tell me what role with the next opening. Let me know. I'm down to I'm down to audition, damn it. I'm trying to be slick. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You know what's you know what's crazy? So many dudes, so many people in my DMs talking about, hey man, I'm trying to audition for uh, season two of BMF. And I'm like, nigga, I'm not even in season two of BMF. Yeah. <laughs> get you in it. I said, I couldn't even get myself in season two, bro. I'm gonna get you in it, dog. You know? <laughs> no, it's like the, it, it's kind of like the ballers want to rap, rappers want a ball approach. Uh-huh. Like, you you got the hoopers that wish they can go spit a verse. You got oh. some of them that do spit verses. Damien Lillard is right here in Portland where I'm at, rapping his head off. Then you got the rappers that sit courtside at every game from E-40 to Drake to you name it because right. They wish they can go out there and ball. And that's sort of what I feel like right now doing this with you, because I'm ready to audition. At this point, I, I'm inspired. Hey, bro, first off, bro, you 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 already know you belong on stage somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, you trying to do some stand-up or something, you need to pull up somewhere and get on stage. For sure, for sure, you for know sure. What I'm saying? But, um, but, it, it, but it, you know, it's funny, bro, and that's why people become actors, because they want to be everything. I'm trying, you know what I'm right. saying? I'm trying right. to get thing. I want to, I want to yeah. see if I can be every kind of person. You know what I mean? Right, right. With, yeah. with that, with that said though, like speak to like, cause it could be hard sometimes to like switch up on your dream. Mm. And, and essentially that's what you did because yeah. you went to school for communications yeah. and you sort of fell into 
a, a situation where you were able to take a theater class and then you loved it. But that could be hard to say, you know what? I'm just going to go all in with acting. I'm going to go yeah. all in with theater because yeah. I found something new that I really, really like. But when you've prepared and, and you've mentally told yourself that this is who I want to be, obviously, in your case, you wanted to be a sports journalist. What is it like and what would you say to somebody that is maybe like, transitioning careers or maybe have found a new interest but don't necessarily know how to let go of their old interests what would you say to somebody because you sort of took that leap and, and here we are now uh embrace change man you know what i mean embrace change don't be afraid of change uh don't be afraid uh of risks and 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 doing something that may not be the popular decision or right and and uh you know, starting over, you know, and, and, and everybody fears the sense of like failure, but you have to fail in order to learn about yourself and learn how to be better and learn what makes you great. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to go to school for acting because I wanted to learn what made me good at it. I wanted to learn what made me great at it. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to just assume that I had what it takes and then just trying to step out there on, on, on faith. Like right. I had the faith, but I wanted to put the work with it. So I would right. just say like, don't faith, be afraid. Faith is dead without works. Man, I mean, and, and so you you have to be willing to say, you know what? I'm gonna go and work in the shadows. I'm gonna go and work in the dark and put the work into the dark. So when I come to the light, I'm prepared. And, I, and I'm ready to step into the light and fully embrace that. Everybody's ready to just like go straight to the light without having put the work in. No, you got to put the work in. Put the work in when nobody's seeing you. Put the work in when you got to, you know, learn about yourself when it's just you sitting in the room by yourself and you got to learn to to love yourself and you got to learn to push yourself and you got to learn to, you know, do those types of things for you to get you to that great point. So don't be afraid to take risks and yeah. don't be afraid to fail. It's interesting you say that because I tell people that all the time, even in the journalism industry, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I know that I've been able to do some things that a lot of my peers just have not. And I tell people all the time, like, it's about playing the long game, like, yeah. which could be hard to do, especially in this sort of like on demand society where we're seeing advances in technology, we're seeing more platforms that give you opportunities, but just because you get an opportunity doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna capitalize on that op opportunity if you don't prepare, as you mentioned. Yeah. So like, it, it's cool that you say that because it is hard because we can look at the phone, we can look on Instagram and see what we think is, is big stuff, but we don't necessarily know what people had to go through and the grind that they went through to get three posts from 50 cent and the jump from 3000 to damn near 20,000 followers in a week. We're all just looking at the, 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 the followers that you've accumulated in that week. We don't know the years and years and years and dedication and schooling and theater and grinding and auditioning for this show. And for that show that led to that week where we feel like, yo, this dude just made a jump from 3000 to 20,000 followers in a week. But we all, a majority of us got introduced to you by way of those particular posts that we've already mentioned. And now you getting the following that you're getting. Right, right. You have to be, look, man, at the end of the day, you just have to have your mind on the long goal and yeah. the, on the long-term goal. Like, you, you know, we, 
we're kind of the microwave society, man. You know what I'm saying? Everything happens fast, you know? Wi-Fi, we want that shit to happen quick. If it's not right. quick, it's not quick enough, there's something wrong and you're frustrated, you know what I'm saying? If it's not, so it's, and, and sometimes I can find myself getting in that same mode of like, it's not happening fast enough, it's not happening quick enough. Right. Just know that when it does, when the shit is ready, it's going to be ready. Is it, are you going to be ready when it's ready? Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because every day you can try and anticipate something, but it's going to come. And when it comes, are you going to be ready for it? Can you trust the foundation you've built to say that I'm ready for this opportunity? Honestly, bro, if I hadn't done all the stuff I had done before Slick, my role wouldn't have hit the way it hit because yeah, I wouldn't have known how to add to this show. I wouldn't have known how to add to this story. You get what I mean? And I wouldn't right. have known where my value really lies um, in my craft and in, in, in my um, my body and my vehicle that I have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it, it took it took me going to school for 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 acting for seven years straight, not taking a summer off, being in over 40 stage plays, being, in, you know what I'm saying, going and acting in Vancouver and Toronto and Minnesota and upper, upstate New York and going to all these different places and doing over uh, doing over 500 auditions in a year and only booking one, you know what I'm <clears> saying? And it, it took all of those things in order for me to, like you said, get those three posts from 50, get, yeah. you know, get the, you know, the, the, these followers up, start to get a little bit of recognition for the craft that I've been working on for so long when right. um, I didn't have no followers, when I just had a thousand followers and I was in North Carolina doing plays and 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 uh, uh, correcting papers, you know yeah, what I mean? Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Yeah, you got to put the work in, bro. You got, you got, you know what I'm saying? MJ, you got to shoot the free throws. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got to make the shots. You got to shoot the thousand shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A night, you know what I mean? So you can, so you can make that one. You know absolutely. I mean? It's like I, that. I, absolutely. Um, what's next for you, man? Do you know yet, or are you just still kind of soaking in and taking in? all of this greatness that's been on display. Obviously BMF still, you know, has a little bit more to go in yeah. terms of this season, yeah. but your role has come to an end. Are you already looking at what's next or are you just kind of, you know, staying in the moment for the time being? Um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing both, bro. I'm, I'm looking yeah. for, I'm looking, I'm, I'm teetering between both of those. I'm, I'm, right. I'm looking for what's next. I'm constantly auditioning. I'm auditioning. I'm, I'm constantly, um, you know, welcoming, new opportunities. And I'm also just trying to stay in the moment and live in this moment of uh, people loving my character and people being mad that my character's gone and the love that I'm getting from my peers and all that stuff. And um, trying to keep my head on straight and also just dealing with real life. So I'm just, you know, living in my real life and then also staying hungry, bro. I'm always hungry, man. I'm ready Absolutely. for the next thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it will be greater than my last. And I'm just looking forward to just continuing to, uh, build my name and build myself and I continue to establish my value in this industry. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So, so, you know, the wake up and win podcast obviously has a name. It's a political element to it. We're primarily a sports podcast, but really I like to call it an intersectional podcast, sports, politics, 
and yeah. culture. Like those yeah. are the things that get covered on here, which is why I can bring a Miles Bullock on to talk about his role on the, the hottest TV show in the game right now, even though tomorrow I'll be in somebody's gym throwing the headset on broadcasting. Cause you can't box me in, you know what can't I mean? Box you can't me in, box me in, man. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're a man with many talents, bro. Hello, let hello. Know something. Let him know something. Hello, hello. But 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 my question in terms of the name of the podcast being called "Wake Up and Win" is: when you wake up in the mornings, do you have a, a ritual or anything that you do to sort of set the tone for you to be for you to go out and win the day? Bro, I I don't I, I first thing when I wake up, I pray immediately. I pray immediately before I get out of my bed, before I brush my teeth, before I look at my phone, before I do anything. I, I pray and um I thank God for the things I don't even know to pray for. Right. And, um I continue to just uh I set the mindset of opening up space to overcome challenges and welcome any gifts that God and the universe has for me. And uh, then we move forward with day. There you go. What, what, what? Tell, tell them where to find you, or, or tell them just to go to Fifty Cents page and find you. <laughs> 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 but, but promote yourself a little bit, Miles. Let, let uh, them, let's get you. Let's get you ten thousand. Ten thousand more followers, man. Let's do oh, it. Let's man, do a couple it. more don't hurt. Man. Yeah, a couple more don't oh, hurt, man. man. <laughs> nah, uh, <laughs> nah, I'm a uh, Miles M. Bullock on Instagram. That's M Y L E S M. Period. B-U-L-L-O-C-K, Miles M. Bullock on Instagram. And uh, you can find me, Miles B. on Facebook, Miles M-Y-L-E-S, last name B-E. And then it's Miles B. on Twitter, uh, I-T-S-M-Y-L-E-S-B-E. And uh, yeah, just get at me. I usually just be talking about black stuff, mental health, positivity, acting. And, uh, you know, just I'm also, I've been a fool since preschool, so. There we go. About, you get me? Uh, you got to keep it unapologetically black, man. You got to do man. it. That's what it is. That's what it, it is. Hey, bro, it, I appreciate you for having me, though. Hey, it's great, bro. Man. You're doing hey. a great job. You're doing phenomenal stuff, brother, for real. Bro. I appreciate it, man. I'm glad you came. God bless. And, and yeah. on that note, we are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win. <laughs> <laughs>